You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming bubble, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting beside me as always is the one and only Captain Nunn. What's up, guys? And it's going to be just the two of us this week, y'all. Yeah. Hope that's all right with you shit. No guests, just a hang, just because we hadn't done one of these in a minute. No, nah, we hadn't done one of those in a minute. And plus, I mean, shit, we, we kind of almost didn't want to split up promotions i mean shit if, you, if you've been looking online i'm pretty sure by the time yeah it is and by the time this episode comes out the new single of ours wild ride is available mm-hmm. everywhere so we're probably too busy promoting that hell i don't know if we've even done promotion for this episode you might just be finding out by tuning in being a subscriber yeah there you go go on spotify <laughs> go on youtube go on everything that cd baby or whoever we're going through is putting it out <laughs> fucking cd baby. fucking cd baby are we can we get into that for a second uh, we'll, we'll get into that yeah but, but yeah, so, but like Cap said, check it out. Wild Ride, new single out everywhere you stream new music. Uh, stream new music everywhere you stream music. Produced by the fantastic Dan the Man, Dan Dixon over at uh, Record RCRD. RCRD, how are you, I guess Record Record. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I need to ask him. Deep in the heart of Atlanta. <laughs> yes, and. Jesus Christ, I just think it sounds fucking amazing. And I'm so fucking... St- I'm very proud of this, guys. It's like one of those deals where it's just like, uh, you know, we've been recording regularly just about every year as a band. Yeah. And it's only... This is probably my our best recorded work, in my opinion, by far. Well, yeah, I mean, you always hope that, you know, your latest stuff is always going to be the best, but it's like even kind of... I mean, I'm still extremely happy with Never Heard of Them, and that's the longest I've ever been happy with a record oh, after the fact. Because oh, most of the time, after about a year, I'm like, ugh, I would have done that different. Ugh, I would have done that different. And aside from things that were just out of our control, I still think that record turned out really fucking amazing. I totally agree. I did the whole back-to-back uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, deal with our uh, new masters and the... Uh, last album we did mm. on uh, Never Heard Of Them and I was, I was listening to the old tracks going you know what this is pretty good. we did pretty good we did, yeah. we did really good oh, I'm yeah. proud of that one it's, especially with like like we mentioned everything involved because that this that recording process was such a fucking headache <laughs> so it's like for the fact that it didn't shine through on the record too much is really a fucking blessing but these this song Everything that came about with it, from the recording process to the writing of it, this this was probably our fastest written song. Because like now we're at a point where we kind of, at least in my, I can only speak for myself, where there's like a defined, you know, not really a defined sound, but there's like a, a we've got our sweet spots, and we know yeah. how to uh, excel at those and add to them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And yeah, just for some reason, Wild Ride, I mean, is a Mikey riff. It just feels like that one just kind of came together really fucking quick. Dude, we wrote that in, what, a day? If, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to yeah, say skele- over a weekend, definitely. Yeah, the skeleton, at least. Oh, absolutely. It took a minute for lyrics and everything, but but we had like the general vibe. Mikey, Mikey ripped out that riff, and I was like, all right, play it again. Now let's just start giving it the break pauses, and we just started building it up from that. Yeah, and it, it didn't change too much over time. We, we kind of added some parts and tightened up some things, but it never really changed much. Yeah, he was just kind of fucking around, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he was. It, it was also. It kind of came from when that was. A, we were trying to work on a song that eventually got shelved, and it, and we we just kind of in a fit of just annoyance went. Well, if it's not going to be that one, what song is it going to be? And then like within about fifteen minutes, Mikey was like riffing out that song. Is like, is that something? He's like, no, I just thought of it. I was like, Fuck, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> that happens a lot with us too. It's every just about a, a lot of our uh, a lot of songs that we come up with start with. Wait a minute, what was that? <laughs> And some of the fav- my favorites have actually come from that mm-hmm. because there's been others I've kind of had to we've had to whip into shape. But then there's others that like just kind of came to, and that was one of them that just kind of came to, and I really dig it. But then there's others that you know we did kind of have to whip into shape, and also turned out really great. Which there might be more coming, you never know. But <laughs> what I am saying is, you know, there, there's been other songs that we did have to kind of work on a bit more. But I think it also shines through and actually shows how it actually sounds different than just kind of slapping us on together and i like going to places like where we go uh over at dan's to somebody that you know takes the process for recording rock and roll very seriously and tuck does too and just working with people like that that yeah. have done their homework and they're uh you know have they kind of, you kind of have to be a historian on the engineering side of things and the studio side of things because they'll tell you about all about uh you know oh this is the snare drum that you need because every record that you love has this sn- this one snare sound. Mm-hmm. So if you if you like your drummer, if you've got a good enough drummer, this is going to be the extra little sugar on top to make that recording what you're wanting it to be kind of shit. Yeah, and I don't want to say it out loud and get it wrong. No, have don't worry just- about it. <laughs> but no, I, but I, I totally agree because, I mean, same thing kind of went down with our guitar tones for Mikey and I. You know, those were guitar amps that we just typically do not kind of touch or use, but it just it made it shine on these new materials. Exactly. Exactly, and I think after a while, and this happens a lot in the, uh, with uh, Nashville music and things like that too. You just want to mic up just a not a Marshall stack or anything like no, that. No, you don't want to mic up an entire stack. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'll, the ISO, uh, you know, four twelve cabinets for Marshalls are cool, but mm-hmm. if you're a rock and roll guitar player, you know what a Marshall sounds like. You yeah. know what a you know what your sixties uh, and seventies sounds are if you know anything about gear. But it's kind of fun to play with your unorthodox little uh, amps and things like mm-hmm. that too. Another example I can think of is uh, I know you don't like the band, but Queens of the Stone Age on their uh, famous records. But but yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, I hear I hear you. Sorry. (laughs) No no no, you're fine. But but that is one of them. I don't know. I don't dislike them. They're just not a favorite. But I I really have nothing against them because of them. We have Nick Oliveri. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then you have but they would uh, record their uh, guitars through uh, Ampeg bass amps and things like that too, and uh, find like little rickety, you know. pawn shop amps and guitars and make different you know hard rock sounds out of those mm-hmm. just kind of uh and that was kind of uh you know dan's approach with uh amps and things like that or and uh you know it, it's still rock and roll but it's a fresh take on it yeah i love and, that approach and honestly man just from like a personal side this was probably the first time i've personally been in a studio doing recording that i felt happy and excited for since the first sessions yeah. Since the hipster killer sessions when we recorded that at uh, Barry's uh, little makeshift studio in his garage. And that was my first recording experience like ever. Yeah. It's like that recording at Dan's and doing the song really kind of it harkened me back to those feelings again of just, oh, this is new and exciting and this is going to be good and fresh. You know, uh-huh. it's like where we were before even. It's like there was a little bit of that going into it, but there was still a bit of the reality of knowing what it was and what it sounded like. And it was like, okay, it was also a good price. But also, it's like, 
when we finally got to this point is like when you went down and did your stuff really heard like what the room sounds like and how fast it's done it's like oh this this isn't a whole bunch of post work trickery this is a lot of in room sound oh my mm-hmm. god this is okay because I'm used to like a lot of working in post to get a sound this is a lot of organic in the room sound and I'm sure it took him a <sighs> long time to get that part of it too is getting your room dialed in before anything else mm-hmm. no i just yeah i just I, I, i'm in love with this new song i think it's it's absolute banger so yeah check it out guys that's enough us rambling about us but no, we're just proud parents we're, we're very proud parents right now we 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 worked hard over the lockdown guys our, we our, did. Rec, our record got fucked right at lockdown and now as soon as things are opening back up we're immediately giving you more new music appreciate it god damn it yes please <laughs> <laughs> we're working we're doing our thing man <laughs> You, Speaking of work and was, trying to do the damn thing, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you brought up CD baby. Okay, so so as you guys probably noticed, with us being the promo machines, we've done very little teasing that new materials coming. Like I did like a cryptic just date post like about maybe a month ago, just saying like July second, right? You know, and it's like it, there was no like stay tuned. It was just we were announcing a bunch of shows. Who knows? It could have been a show July second. You know, so no, we I did not do a lot of preamble beforehand but in order to make sure i don't have to do a lot beforehand i wanted to make sure that you know all my back-end stuff was ready so like cd baby was ready the canvas was ready you know spotify was up and roaring ready to go you know certain promos that way as soon as it dropped for you guys today you know it would it could just be everywhere and then boom just hit you with it well I have dealt with CD Baby since basically the inception of the band. Ever since Hipster Killers, I've dealt with CD Baby with distributions. And I have kind of gotten used to how long certain things take at certain times. Right. And that's when, even when I was helping you with your release. I was like, yo, if you're wanting to get it released during this time frame, we need to do it at least this far ahead. You know, and sure enough, it worked out. Well, I did the exact same thing for Wild Ride. I set it up exactly where it needed to be. And I even gave myself an extra week time frame than what I've even told you. I was like, yes, we've got it. Cool. And actually, we, initially, I was scheduling the release for a week after today. Okay. It was going to initially, but it, then I noticed it was going to drop the same day a show was going to drop. I'm like, no, I want people to like listen to it a little bit before our shows hit up. And I did the math. I was like, oh, fuck, July 2nd still falls within my. Uh, early enough window time fucking sweet so what that's when i select it send it on through everything gets approved and it's sitting here i was like it's sitting in the distribution queue i'm like okay cool that usually just takes like 24 hours for it to start sending out yeah three days later it's still sitting there (laughs) and i'm starting to get the nervous sweats i'm like what the fuck is going on and i hit up cd baby I'm like, what? What's going on here? They're like, oh, well, uh, we're having extra delays right now because everyone's trying to release new music. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, did you have that listed on the website? Like, how long has this been an issue? And he's like, oh, well, you know, we we've kind of had to extend our wait times over the last couple months. And they didn't tell anybody. Nobody. It wasn't. Any, it was okay. When I asked him, is it on the site? He goes, yes. I said, where? He sends me one of the FAQ links. Like, you know, if you just got like generalized questions, look here. And one of the FAQ questions was, how long is distribution wait time? And it said, due to recent COVID-19 restrictions and restricted staff and uh, artists uh, now releasing new music, we have a current backlog, blah, 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 big old speech for, you know, we're backed up. Okay. 
And I said, okay, that's fine. I said, but do you expect an artist to read the FAQ every single time they're about to do a release? That's especially if they've dealt with you for almost 10 years? I said, if I've dealt with you for almost 10 years, I'm probably not reading the FAQ every time I do something on your website. That's not a usual thing for someone to do on a website. You go to the FAQ if you have a specific question, but guess what? When I was on the site selecting the release date, there's a little question mark right next to release date. And it says, if you plan on releasing this in the future and having it submitted for potential playlists and yada, 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 please schedule it for two weeks in advance. I scheduled it for three weeks in advance. Yeah. I should have no problems. Oh, well, we have the delay. That's not what it said when I was setting it up. Yeah, well, well, it says it in the FAQ. That doesn't mean shit. You mm-hmm. need to have that when I am selecting my time. Because guess what? If you said there was a delay, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to set this a little further in advance and kind of tweak my promotion style. Yeah. That was not going to bother me. A delay does not bother me. Let me clear this up for people that are fucking already fucking, I can hear you now typing me out something either on Discord, join links in the description. You can either, I feel it now, either that or on Facebook. I'm not getting mad because of COVID restrictions or time delays. I'm cool with that. Just tell me beforehand. Just tell me beforehand so I know how to prepare. If you're a month behind, I'm still not going to be mad at you. I might be looking at other distribution platforms, but <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at you because you're telling me. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, well, that does make a lot of sense. Over the past three or four months, a lot of places have been opening. I'm, yeah, bands are probably hitting studios hard and trying to push out some new music. That makes sense. Yeah. Tell me beforehand. Yeah. And I got nowhere with the fucking customer representatives. That, and I was just like, Fuck this. Now, of course, I do the fucking Karen one star, horrible, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, fuck this. The Karen. And, and I took it to fucking Instagram. I even had people like messaging me back, being like, oh, you're taking this shit to Facebook, taking it to Instagram. I like this. Yeah, uh, shit like that. Oh, it's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then sure enough, I saw that CD Baby saw my story. And then about maybe an hour later, I get a phone call. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they're like, hi, is this Alex? I'm like, yeah. Because I've been in the habit lately of just answering every call that comes in because I just don't know who's calling. And nine times out of ten, it's telemarketers telling me to extend my car about my car's extended warranty that I don't even have. I yeah. don't have a car. And they still call me about my extended fucking warranty. Anyway, <laughs> we haven't been on the microphone in a minute. I've got a lot to catch up on. Yes. <laughs> but no, so. And he calls me up and I was like, yeah, what's up? He goes, hey, uh, I heard you were having some issues. This, that, and the other I said, yeah. I said, I love CD Baby. I've been working with you guys forever. And I laid everything back out for him. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I said, you are not. And, and I was at this point, I had already sat and stewed in it. Mm-hmm. So like I had already formulated like long articulate sentences and everything else. And I'm spewing shit out like not keeping artists informed on your current time frames is not looking out for your independent artists. So in fact, you are hypocrites. In fact, if you feel that this is a suitable way to take care of an artist that's trying to make a living, yada, yada, yada. I was just spitting it out. I had time to think on it. I was, it was my fucking TED talk time. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, he was like, 
okay, uh, I really do understand. I said, and look, man, I said, I know this is not you. I said, you have no control over this. I said, but a previous customer service rep wanted to make me sound like I was an idiot. I said, and you guys, you as a whole, you are representing CD Baby at this moment. You do not have your website updated enough in order to look out for artists. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay, yeah, I do completely understand that. Uh, actually, one second, please. Puts me on hold. <laughs> comes back about five minutes later he goes okay looks like uh you are now in the distribution queue uh check back tomorrow everything should be delivered yada 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 and i said okay i said but seriously man i said i've worked with you guys for a long time he goes no seriously he goes uh you you've been with us for over half of our existence i said okay cool um how about getting your website updated to where i feel confident telling my uh clients where to go for their distribution yeah i said because i am trying i said i'm a nobody right now i said but one day i would like to be able to work with larger musicians and you know what i'd like to be able to say i use cd baby yeah i said so if if you would like me to continue to work with your services and if i'm continuing on the trajectory i would like to be on i'd like to continue to promote you guys so how about you put it clearly on the website how long it's going to take and he was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that is something we definitely need to do. And I even got like a follow-up email and all this other shit saying they were looking into it and sending it to their developers. And at the very end of it, very tail end, bottom end of it, he goes, by the way, I've been listening to the fill-ins over here at the office. I really like you guys. <laughs> Look at that. You did your uh, Karen one-star review and you got a fan out of it. I know. Well, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, he could be feeding me a load of horse shit or he could be genuine. But either way, it's cool. <laughs> like, and for those that don't know, CD Baby is one of the major online uh, distribution outlets for independent artists. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone's listening to this that doesn't know what CD Baby is, which, I mean, honestly, I look at our numbers. Most of our listeners are musicians, so you probably do know. But for the handful that don't know, yeah, CD Baby is basically the very easy way for independent artists to get our music out everywhere. Uh, we don't go to iTunes and upload music and Spotify and upload music. What we do is we go to an aggregator like two. Core, CD Baby, um, Distro Kid, Distro Kid, uh, and a handful of others, and essentially they take care of the heavy work. We give them the MP3 tracks; they don't own it, but we give them the tracks. Um, we pay them a little money, and then they fucking spread it across everywhere. They give it to all the platforms. Basically, they're the gatekeepers. Exactly. So, and that and that's essentially all it is. They just work as the middleman to get our music across all platforms. But if you're in that position as one of those top guys in the distribution game for online, you would think that if you're getting loaded with independent artists material for uh, your distribution that you would give them a heads up if you are backed up like that you yes, know yes and again and i have no problem with being backed up that's fine that means a lot of people are using your service which means you're probably not going to go anywhere which means i feel secure continuing to release my music through you that means like one day i'm not going to log in they're going to be like yeah we're kind of dissolving and we're sending your music over to this company and yeah. it's going to be like oh great now i got to deal with a new company so it's like yay you're backed up you're busy but like exactly what you said just tell folks especially because it's like you and i i mean we don't have quote-unquote day jobs you know it's like you 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 do teaching that's a little bit of a day job for you but it's at the end of the day you're teaching kids how to play guitar it's not really it's not a real it's not that's not that's not hard work it's not a traditional you know it's not a traditional day job exactly and with the stuff i've been doing it's not a traditional day job either so it's like for all intents and purposes they don't know the difference. This band could be our livelihoods. Yeah. And we rely on exact times. Like if I say, 
if I put in the thing saying July 2nd is a release date, it's not just, oh, I'm expecting to have everything come out on July 2nd. It's, I have paid promotions ready. I have artwork that says specific dates, things like that. If one thing messes up like an aggregator like that, that fucks everything up. And if you're an independent artist that's just holding by by the fucking skin of your teeth, there's a lot of y'all out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, I'm I'm with you on a lot of days, but if like if there's a lot of y'all just hanging on by the skin of your teeth and can barely remember to tie your shoes, <laughs> much less fucking check CD baby every day to make sure that your shit's getting released, like thankfully I was doing cuz I was paranoid anyway. I'd do that near release time anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, no matter if everything is secure, it's always like what if something fucks up in a doesn't drop at midnight yeah exactly no i so it's like i've been and that's the only and that's the only reason i caught it that's the thing too that's the only reason i caught this fuck up is because i was in my paranoid state of going something might fuck up something might fuck up and sure enough it just wasn't moving for a few days when it should have been and it was just like oh god no and it's just like i i feel bad for like let's just say okay let's just say okay we've got a lot of shows coming up yeah we wound up getting more booked and now we've got like a semi tour coming up we've okay got a, we've got a campaign okay like yeah like just hypotheticals okay yeah. we, we wound up getting a whole bunch more dates booked and we got a campaign going if if i'm inundated with trying to get guarantees and shows booked and you know everything else making bands together for these shows I would like the comfort of knowing I clicked a few buttons on CD baby and they're going to take care of the rest. Yeah. I don't want to have to still log into that every morning or evening just to double check and make sure they're doing what they said they were going to be doing. And that's the only reason I noticed is because I did that. If I didn't do that, Y'all probably wouldn't be listening to a track today. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd be listening to it only on Bandcamp with me yeah, exactly. fucking making a Facebook live video cussing <laughs> out CD, baby. <laughs> Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Some shit like that. Well, Patreon subscribers already got a little taste. Uh, they, they got a little taste on Wednesday. That is true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so they, they already got a little taste on Wednesday because they've been awesome and supporting us this whole time. So if folks do want to sign up for Patreon and get little sneak peeks like that, go ahead and do that for the dollar a month tier or the five dollar a month tier like the fill-ins folks got absolutely <laughs> but no so it's 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 been a wild ride man it's <laughs> getting this fucking single out it's been a fucking wild Bullshit. ride this campaign starts today y'all <laughs> it does motherfuckers <laughs> we're back it's fucking i'm fucking excited to put out new music <laughs> i am too and it's just like one of those deals where it's like uh you know since we have so much good music and all these dates lined up you know the campaign is important that's what people don't realize when you put together things like this everything around it being on time because i I'll watch shit like this happen to bands online and get so embarrassed for them. Like, oh, we got a delay because such and uh-huh. such labeled or such and such didn't do their job and yada yep. yada and things like that. And it's like, oh, and you see it. You see it happen a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, and I get paranoid about that shit. So it's like rewinding back to when we were trying to release Never Heard of Them. I mean, fuck. We had the records in hand over a month before we said it was going to be the street date. Because yeah. I wanted padding. I did not want a delay. I, I did not want it to be a situation of, all right, March is here. Where's that tracking? You know, I didn't want it to be that. It's like by fucking January, we had those shits in hand. And it's like release was in March. <laughs> That's how you do it. 
No, so yeah, I, I, I always do get embarrassed for folks. I said that secondhand embarrassment shit. I'm like, but at the same time, now also being on the other side of it, sometimes it's just not their fault, you know. No. And that's also what kind of sucks about it, especially when there are a lot more mo- moving parts involved and things like that. Your team grows, and they have to hire other, like you know, second, you know, third party things for this, that, and the other. And you know, especially in a COVID year where everything's backed up, everything's everything went wrong. I saw something today where uh, all this. Festivals in Europe are still being held off. Really? Because they were the ones like booking and getting them out yeah. there first. I only saw it. I saw it on a helicopter's post. I followed them on Facebook and they're pumping some new jackets that look fucking awesome with the cloud and the lightning bolts on the back. But it Ooh. says because but the, but they're like uh, all of our uh, festivals have been canceled uh, this summer. So buy our new jackets. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, well, because I was going to say, Danco just announced what, Hellfest or something like that he was a part for, of? For like 2022, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice the date. Let me verify that. Because Kiss got verified for something too, because they've, they've been making a little bit more noise. I think, uh, I think with, uh, Danko's uh, European audience. I think in, I think in Europe you can still do club tours and stuff like that. Yeah, that's from what I understand. I haven't done like a whole uh, you know uh, deep dive on the information or anything like that. But uh, I'm gonna verify oh, that. Man, in case fucking then. shit goes down again, we got to bust these shows out, bud. <laughs> I know it. I think the problem is like uh, like you follow what's been going on in India and a lot of places where yeah. like they just haven't gotten the right vaccines or whatever or uh, I'm not sure or something along those lines like uh, a lot of other countries are still kind of behind on getting theirs and or they're right. getting like a, a fucked up version of it or something like that meanwhile America's been is, is secure with theirs mm-hmm. like Canada is just now getting theirs damn so the rollout's still just taking taking up so much time at this point and mm-hmm. that's why everything's still kind of in limbo outside the u.s yeah but no thankfully for us like i said i mean like i said fucking get these shows in in case fucking shit goes down again because right now while you're while you're looking up some info go ahead and fill up this space with one more little ad before we fucking break away from it all sorry guys a little <laughs> bit of self-indulgence how long has it been since we've had a self-indulgent show it's this been... is our show after all <laughs> and if you're listening that means at least you're a little interested in all this but no july 10th we're going to be rolling on down to columbia south carolina to art bar returning there i fucking love that place we got to go to the sub place yes after art bar <laughs> i like columbia a lot too it's like even though we've our only spot in columbia really are those two places art bar and that little sub place yeah, i just kind of yeah. like going down there and just kind of hanging out in that town square oh, and just because it's so it's, it's kind of like mayberry almost a little bit i totally see it <laughs> But no, I love that sub shop, so we've got to go back to that. But then directly after, we got July 16th and 17th, which is Rim Rocks 2021. Rim Rocks 2021. That's going to be bonkers. And I've been listening to a lot of the music from the uh, lineup, but we can get into that in our uh, our music segment later on. Yeah, but uh, speaking of the lineup, I'm actually trying to get that pulled up because Brad sent that to me not too long ago. Yeah, if you follow uh, Rim Rocks 2021 on Facebook, they have the uh, the set times and everything announced. Oh, yeah, they they did. Oh, that's an easier place to look. I was going through messages. But yeah, <laughs> Vakken has been postponed to 2022. Wow. Yeah. And let me see. And I know the other big European festivals that have these kind of bands are Hellfest, Sweden Rocks. Let me take a look at that. Sweden Rocks was going to be bonkers this this year because like all of our basically the, all the Superjet bands were going to be in the lineup like Wild Hearts, Helicopters, Backyard Babies everybody but yeah. i think that one just got uh i think that one got canceled as well let me verify that i just want to find that lineup too and just cry reading it out loud 
<laughs> but no, so we got our Rim Rocks lineup on Friday. We got Mama Tequila, Strange Turf, Dragline, The Girls, and then some shit band called The Fill-Ins. <laughs> the Knuckle Duster rounds off that set. And then on Saturday, we got LJ and the Sleaze, Toward Space, Mel Machete, Killer Heart, Satanic Panic, Betrayed by the Bullet, the one and only motherfucking Super Jet, and then the Cheats round off the night. Hell yeah, that's going to rule. I always want to read... Mel Machete's name is Mel Machete. Mel like, Machete. Like uh, Dan, uh, Danny Trejo. I know, right? <laughs> and then directly after that, uh, we take a little break, but we're right back at it. August 20th, we're rolling on back to Star Bar. Hell yeah, one of my favorite places to play. Yeah, it's coming back to Star Bar in Atlanta. And that's probably the first time you're hearing it, because we, uh, we're still getting the uh, all the details ironed out on that with opening bands and shit like that. So, But yeah, we're coming back to Atlanta, Star Bar, August 20th. That's going to rock. And then immediately the day after, we're rolling back up to Charlotte and we're playing Tommy's Pub on August 21st with Van Huskins and Sunday Boxing. We're going to be doing a special little punk rock set during that one. Hell yeah, with Van, said Van Huskins and Sunday Boxing, just the punk rock, just greatness oh, out yes, of Charlotte. absolutely. Tommy's is going to be the... the 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 spot for that kind of deal too oh yeah and that's part of the reason why because because the week after i hate doing this shit but the week after we actually have a show at the milestone now i hate doing that crap but i figured we could do a killer punk rock set a special punk rock set at tommy's but then the week after at the milestone we're going to be rocking it with stop talking which is biggie stardust jeff williams his new band i'm stoked to see that and silver tongue devils greenville's finest so we've got two real good rock and roll bands on that bill so we're gonna play a little special rock and roll set for the milestone it's gonna be a little different from the tommy set it's gonna be a little bit more riff based a little bit more rock based so it's gonna be two very different sets i'm stoked about all the way that. from like track one i'm already thinking like track one at the tommy's pub show is gonna be a song we've not played in a long ass time so charlotte locals come out and see us you know, you get two chances in uh, in August, and because who knows what's going to happen in September? <laughs> yeah, so far we really don't have much going on in September, and we got a little bit going on in October, but we'll save that for later. Yeah, I found up uh, the Sweden rock lineup that was supposed to happen this year, but that got postponed as well. Okay, and a lot of like the Scandinavian bands that we hype up a lot on this show, a lot of them were on this bill, like Horizons. That's the more Rush sounding band out of them, but I, I don't dig. Think I listen to them. Uh, thank you. I've definitely played them in the car okay. and stuff okay. like okay. that. Wild Hearts mm. are going to be, even though they're UK, they play a lot with you know the Sweden rock bands. Yeah, yeah. Nashville Pussy was going to be on there. I'm just naming bands that I really like. Yeah, now. yeah. And then there's uh, Kingdom Come, the original uh, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> Let's see. Michael Monroe was going to be on oh, there. Oh shit, that been sad. I know. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sure he bought tickets to this as soon as he saw the uh, fucking Michael Monroe. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, Night Ranger's gonna be on there. Oh, God. And Social D. <laughs> Social Distortion's gonna be on that shit. Helicopters. Let's see. See, I'd go just for helicopters, though. Hell yeah. Let's see. That's what, Those are all, like, the uh, the main rock and roll ones. And then Guns N' Roses was gonna headline. Fuck. Dropkick Murphy's is gonna be on there. It's not St. Patrick's Day. I'm not interested. Sorry, I'm not a what? Sorry, I'm not a bro. That uh, sorry. Anytime I think of like Irish rock and stuff like that, I just picture this one friend of mine that loved all of it. That had the shamrock tattoo. Just the walking, talking cliche. I know that type. Uh huh. Not from Boston. It's a redneck from Tennessee, like me. It's like, calm down, dude. Uh, was he at least ginger? 
No. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Because at least the guy I knew that had the four-leaf clover, he was at least ginger. <laughs> I'm full on English, so fuck all that anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Look, I'm Scotch Harrison German. I got no room to talk. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe maybe 2022, we can get that uh, European hookup. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Go check no. out a fe- and check out a European festival. That would be so cool to do at least once. Man, I, yes, I, I fully agree. And and the thing is, too, man, it's like with just a little bit of traveling I've had to do, plane tickets are cheap now. They've gotten cheap. It's so people cool. don't want to fly right now, and they gotten cheap. Oh, that's is like a, round trip tickets are like a hundred and hundred and fifty bucks through like a what like a ma- major airlines and everything too or American. There you go. That's, that's who I normally use too. That's awesome <laughs> yeah so it, so i'm just looking at uh, that like i'm comparing like domestic flights like i'm the one to tennessee i'm making by the time this episode comes out and then that one i took a few months ago with tony yeah both of them are anywhere between like 100 and 200 bucks bro that sounds about right <laughs> so yeah so i i would i feel like if we could get lodging situated we could absolutely roll over there one time and rock out for one of those festivals. You knew, and you know Tony would fucking go. Oh fuck yeah! You, so it's like we would have a travel partner. Absolutely. <laughs> one of these. Uh, it had, oh, would you? It's one of those things where you'd have to stay on the campground for three days because who? Well, yeah, for a festival you have to do that because like who's going to go exploring and then come back to the campgrounds and things like that and lose your spot and that's that's just a pain in the ass to get in and get out and things like know, that man. too. I, I would if if depending on the location because again I don't I don't know the geography of all this crap so I could be completely off mark. If I were doing that, I would want to plan it out far enough in advance to where I had a hotel room within like a mile or so from the event. Yeah, we'd have to do a little bit of research to see how possible that is and all yeah, that good be, stuff. And, and the only reason I say that is if it's only a mile or so from the event. If you're going to be outside like that anyway, what's walking a mile to the place? Yeah. What is that? It's like when you really look, because if you, we walk outside, when you actually look at your steps, it's, you walk a mile really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. So if we're able to get a place within a mile from the location, that's an easy spot for running out there, seeing the bands we want to see, run back to the hotel room to fucking take a nap to not get fucking heat stroke. Yeah, no shit. Nor worry about fucking a tent with a fucking sleeping bag and all this other noise going on around you. I'm thinking of an area where we can fucking break away and get some silence and air conditioning if we need it. And I love festivals like that, but God, I sound like a fucking first world problem white boy i want air conditioning and quiet but that's the thing about festivals they are an ordeal they are because i've been to a few and the one thing i kept thinking is like god i could go for some ac and quiet right now yeah because <laughs> there's always, every festival like for every day there's like maybe four or five bands that i really want to see and it's scattered about throughout the entire fucking day too uh-huh i used to go to the ones in memphis uh during uh summertime during, in college and uh my best friend at the time uh lived in uh, Memphis too so I would just crash with him and uh, start off the day on one side of the campgrounds and like to see one band but then like the one that's on that cl- closes the night that you've already missed two songs for because you're watching the Flaming Lips you know play their entire set because their live show rules you may hate their music but their live show fucking rules <laughs> I wasn't missing that. And then, uh, but then we're like going to see the headliner and everything. And we're like two, three songs, you know, uh, past what the, what it was supposed to be. And it's a whole, like I said, it's a whole ordeal. And you're yeah. like pissing yourself. Cause you're like, all right, what did, they, what did uh, they start off with? That one? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the only real festival I endured the entire day of is I got free tickets to a warp tour one time. Oh, and, yeah. And oh, God. 
I'm sure the Warp Tour crowd by itself is a pain in the ass anyway. I'll take that. Well, mm. this this specific year was because man, it wasn't any of the fun work tour years. It didn't have bad religion. It didn't even have no effects. So it's like it's like I would even suffer through no effects at a show like that. I would have had fun with that. See, I, I'm I'm at the point now where like I like no effects. At this, I, I'm still kind of fifty fifty on them. I appreciate them. I like them. I still hadn't listened to the new record. But I like the uh, last ditch effort. Yeah. That was really good. It's like as they've quote unquote matured, yeah. the songs have gotten better. Matt Mike's still a fucking dick. <laughs> but part of me kind of likes him because he knows he's a dick. <laughs> no, I do need to check out that newest record though. But no, so it's like th- there wasn't any of like even the traditional pop punk bands that you would expect to see. Um, the only one I can really remember, and I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, either it was on a You Gotta Hear This. All of them fucking blend in at this point to me. Right. But, um, but I remember the only. Only band that I walked into it going, this is bullshit, and walked away going, okay, well, they're at least fun live, was uh, Real Big Fish. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Real Big Fish. I've seen Real Big Fish live, and they are in the my top 10, you know, most fun live bands I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and I think that's a true testament to the fact that I'm not a big fan of ska music, any of that stuff, but it's like midway through their set, I actually found myself like participating in their call and responses yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, okay, this, so far this is the most fun I've had all day during enduring these bands, so okay, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll put Real Big Fish at least in the category of passable. I appreciated their live show. Thanks, Real Big Fish. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> See, I've been to um, Carolina Rebellion a couple times mm-hmm. and, and that's a uh, I like going to like I love seeing bands on that lineup even though their audience is you know it's you know affliction t-shirt you know tap out yeah. wearing you know it's your hard rock uh, radio audience and then you go to and then when I was working college radio I would go to a couple of you know college radio festivals if you will not right. maybe, not college radio centric but a lot of jam bands mm-hmm. a lot of widespread panics a lot of fish a lot of uh, uh, uh-huh. Dave Matthews and I it's like I, at that at that time, I didn't hate bands like that. I really did, and I was like, "Fucking hey, that guy can shred a guitar for uh, you know on that really cool, cool looking hollow body. That's awesome." But the audience drove me nuts. <laughs> Especially just kind of work being among that audience. I was like the you know the Stooges fan coming into, into a college radio station, kind of like you know. Oh, oh, it was like us going to uh, any of the Like Machine shows when they're opening for Fozzie. Yeah. It was like we're here for like machines. The rest of this crowd is really oh, weird. Yeah. I was definitely, I was definitely a fish out of water kind of sort of in that co- most uh-huh. college radio years because that was you know that's what college kids in East Tennessee listened to is a lot of those you know a lot of EDM jam bands. There was mm-hmm. a lot of that. That was hot at the time. The bass nectar, or as we called them, ass wompter. <laughs> That was, the, that was the peak of all that shit. Why, real quick, don't let that slip by. Why ass Wompter? How did that come to be? Because it sounded like ass to us. <laughs> okay. <all right>. Fair <laughs> enough. That was that. Don't, we don't have to have a, a real good reason. That's a perfect reason. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if it was my friend Colton that came up with that or uh, another guy in the studio, but like, there's... Uh, the guys that would shit on that all the time was like me and two other guys because yeah, yeah. we were the rock guys in an EDM world. Oh yeah, and this was like the this is when Corn was starting to put out stuff like Ugh. that and things like that. This was the and more festivals like that were getting pushed than anything. Mm-hmm. Those guys were headlining your Bonnaroo's of the world and stuff like that. And it's kind of died down a little bit. You don't see it as much. You kind of see it in pop music here and there, but yeah. the, from the production side of things. But uh, no, I was the uh, I went to uh, I didn't go to any of the EDM fest. So I'm trying to. It got my brain turning on the entire of the kind of festival crowds I've been a part of, and uh, Carolina Rebellion made me think of that. The college radio stuff made me think of that, and Memphis in May with a festival I t- 
talked about earlier that had the flaming lips and all that. That was right. just kind of like your, uh, you know, run of the mill, you know, Memphis crowd, lot, some hippies and some punk rockers mm-hmm. because it was pretty diverse. Like the last one I went to that must have been in 2012 had everybody from Alice in Chains to Public Enemy. Oh, wow. To Black Crows to Ingve fucking Malmsteen. That's an eclectic group. Flaming Lips, like I mentioned earlier, and Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that that's a grab bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap, and Eric just walked in. T- hey, Howdy. man. Welcome to the show. <laughs> but no, that is a damn grab bag of fucking bands. Yeah, I think uh, ZZ Top might have been on that one. There was always blues tents and things like that, too. And yeah. uh, uh, my brother went and saw Johnny Winter at a blues tent in Memphis, and I missed out on Johnny Winter. Damn. And this was like uh, maybe 10, this was like, 2012 and he died in 2015 2016 he died maybe a few years later after that yeah and that's one of those guys that i've always like admired as a guitar player that nobody really likes to talk about because you've seen me play up videos on oh, youtube yeah, i'm into yeah. like the, the deep cut 70s blues players and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that was one of those guys that i regret that i missed jeff clayton talked about him a couple times where that was the loudest guy he had ever seen was Johnny Winter. Damn. Yeah, he said, Johnny Winter was the loudest concert I'd ever been to, and I've seen Motorhead at a club. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, you were talking about the different festivals and stuff. I realized that a lot of the festivals that I've been to have kind of been like local band festivals. Yeah. Like, there was like a lot of Tremont festivals that had like bands from like around the East Coast all kind of come in and play. And then like the Down South Showdown and, you know, shit like that. So it's like, those are the only festivals I can really think of being a part of outside of of the one time I just went to Warp Tour, but I don't think I've actually been to any other like multi-stage festival. I wouldn't really count Speed Street as a festival. That's, that, kind that's of a more local of an event. Thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fair event or something like that, yeah, more or less. Like, it's just they they block off downtown. There's a whole bunch of food trucks. Uh, there might be like a fucking tilt a whirl fucking type carnival ride or two, but nothing crazy. But then most of the time there's like one or two stages where bands will play and it's all just NASCAR centric stuff. Yeah. Tony's old band 21 CG played at one time. And now like with any like big music festival, it's nothing but like uh, your AC entertainments or your live nation. If AC entertainment is a thing now, I'm not even sure at that point or at this point rather as we're recording Wasn't that where your buddy was working. Yeah. I got, had a buddy of mine that was working with, uh, with that group and, uh, he would tell me all kinds of you know stories about what the uh, you know kind of peel back the curtain on the big festival mm-hmm. you know um, soup is yeah, yeah. and like how much and what he wouldn't give me numbers or anything like that but it was just always fascinating to hear him tell me how it all works and who gets what cut and you know what the promoter what the promoters are doing and things like that. Well, isn't that all part of Live Nation? It is now, I think. Well, I know they were coming under fire. I don't know if we talked about this on any of the recent episodes or not, but they came under fire because um, they were trying to add additional fees Mm -hmm. to their tickets trying to call it like a COVID clause. Yeah. Being like, oh, we got to help recoup money from this last year, so we're going to tack on extra fees and all this other crap. Meanwhile, a lot of guys were like, no, fuck that. Uh-huh. I even saw like guys like Sturgill Simpson just kind of just you know blatantly type out himself laughing out loud at Live Nation. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wonder if they ever kind of rolled that back or they just kind of silently kept it. I haven't uh, read up on anything like that, but at this point, it probably doesn't matter because Live Nation has essentially monopolized the the touring industry for big bands like that. I was going to say, what other ones really are there? I mean, it was AC Entertainment for a minute, but yeah. now they're under that umbrella, I think, as far as I know. So don't quote me on any of this, guys. <laughs> it's all hearsay, but 
That's what this fucking show is. This is all opinion. It's no fact, all opinion. Actually, let me find that out before I get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) But he calls you up, motherfucker. Right. Oh, he don't don't listen to the show. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Promo harder. (laughs) I try. I try. I know. You're doing good. You're doing good. (laughs) Actually, him and like my other radio uh, buddies, they called in on the show before. They host a they still host a show called The Fun House on uh, Knoxville. I've talked about them before. Yeah, you you come in and still guest host every so often. Yeah, I'll probably uh, I might do that on this uh, on this little uh, release cycle hey, at some point go, if I go up to go. west to East Tennessee again. That would be good. That'd be good. I was supposed to do a call in. Uh, I was supposed to be on a call in show for him when I put out Automatic Love, but I was playing a show that night. <laughs> oh damn! And. Uh, I asked them about it. like, hey, can we do something like this uh, early fr- Like, uh, I'll make sure and uh, step aside and make sure we're good for a Friday night. Never got a call back from them or a confirmation oh, or anything. Boo. And I was just like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> and then I get a phone call from them while I'm playing. Oh, damn. And they're like, hey, were we not supposed to do an interview thing? We're like, you didn't confirm it. <laughs> you didn't give me the time. They I s- need the time. Yeah. <laughs> They still play. They still, uh, you know, they still played it, but they still played the song and that's whatnot. Good, so. That's good. No, AC Entertainment. They put on uh, a lot of um, Tennessee involved, uh, you know, events like Bonnaroo. They, I guess Got that's their it, last okay. big festival they're putting on. Big Big Ears. That was another festival uh, that was specifically in Knoxville that uh, you know the radio station would help put on. Forecastle. That's in Kentucky, I think, or is that in St. Louis? And either way, it's in the it's in that you know. Midwest mm-hmm. Tennessee region, mm-hmm. so so it's more AC is more of a regional promotion. Got it, got it. But yeah, Bijou Theater. Oh, I used to go see some great shows there. It's like a little tiny. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the Visual Light, Knoxville's mm-hmm. Visual Light Theater. But I tell you though, man, I I definitely do want to try to get out and get to more shows this whole year. Because again, it's like I am a homebody. I like staying at home. But there, there's a difference between being a home by choice. <laughs> yeah and being forced to stay at home and when you want to go out on the rare occasion there not being anything to do so that that is one of the things i definitely want to change up this year is get out a little bit more who's the number one band you would go see live right now that's announced a tour because i've got mm, mine that's announced a tour yeah mm, damn is money an option or like, do, do I have to still fork out the cash to go see it? Or like, money's not an option. Okay. Yeah. Um. Either the Bad Religion or the uh, Ace Frehley, Alice Cooper. I that's I forgot about one the Ace Frehley, Alice Cooper. One of the two. But I was going to say the Bad Religion one too. Yeah, that that is one of those bands that's still holding it together. They released those decades uh, shows, and they recently did the new batch, but no one on YouTube's been cool enough to upload them yet. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> But no, so, and they recently did the season two. But yeah, that band is still holding it together like crazy. And that, that would be one of the few that I, I would still love to go see. And they're, I think they're doing an Atlanta date, aren't they? I believe so. Let me but look the thing is, is, we'd also have to sit through Alkaline Trio. I know it. <laughs> it's always the crap thing about these few pop punk or classic punk bands we like. It's like they usually get paired up with current punk bands that suck. I think I saw them on that uh, when I went to Los Angeles on that one show. When oh, they, Alkaline? I, I think they were on that. That, the Misfits um, that Misfits show. show. I think it was uh, DRI, Alkaline Trio, and the Misfits. And of course, I didn't give a fuck about Alkaline <laughs> Trio. And DRI in a 
in a fucking arena was weird. <laughs> I, I heard that from everybody. Like that's a that's a club band. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I mentioned this on the sh- on the show a bunch of times. Like the Misfits are just a hard or a hardcore band anyway. T- yeah, in a lot of ways. They and are. Sa- and uh, the, of course, you know they have the visuals to make a big stadium show. But mm-hmm. you know Glenn Danzig running around yelling at the mic. You don't see that at arena shows. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely see him in an arena show unless he's wearing his fucking platforms anyway. So <laughs> he's already a tiny little speck. <laughs> But yeah, they're playing the Fillmore here in uh, Charlotte. Oh, uh, Bad, Bad Religion, Religion and oh, Alkaline. Shit. Yeah, and they got somebody else. Well, that that probably be a thirty dollar ticket. Yeah, probably October I, I, on a Tuesday. I'd I'd probably go to that if if it's a thirty dollar ticket, I'll go to that. And Tuesday nights are normally my nights off anyway, so fuck it. Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't see an Atlanta date on here. Huh. That's probably just this leg. Yeah. But no, I, I would like to see that Ace and Cooper tour. I think that would oh, be... Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. But, but the thing is, it's like, I know Alice would give a good show. Yeah. <laughs> With Ace Frehley, it's kind of one of those where you go in just to be like, I saw Ace Frehley. Yeah, but I saw Ace Frehley. Uh-huh. I've seen him. So do, do I yeah. want to do I want to risk the tarnish? Because that's as even that show, I'd say, Eric, you were there. That, that show was probably, what, a seven or an eight out of ten? That one we went to to see Air Ace, a five. And a half. A five oh, and a he, half. he thinks a five and a half. <laughs> the the guy that he had playing with him was able to play all the Ace riffs, and he was fantastic at it. And every time anybody tried to give him attention, he tried to make sure to push it off on the Ace. Who couldn't even stand up straight that night? Yeah. yeah. Ace, <laughs> Ace is the star, and I've seen that a lot where like his band carries his ass half the time. Oh, yeah. That Nashville band he's got, that was the Gene Simmons band also for those vault tours. He basically plucked that same band, was using it as his touring band. That band is awesome. Mm-hmm. So if they're touring with that one, it might be worth it. <laughs> and they were, yeah, I want to go see Ace's backing band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see those guys. Well, that's kind of like how Cooper's band is now. It's a bunch of Nashville dudes, I think. Hell, fucker union moved to Nashville <laughs> getting these fucking big name groups. <laughs> I mean, that's where the business is now. That's where is. everybody's going to. It's like LA's not a fucking rock and roll town by any oh, means anymore. No. Somehow Nashville's becoming a little bit be, become a little hotbed for rock and roll these days, or it's mm-hmm. brewing a little bit. I'm not hating it. It's close, it's close enough. It <laughs> it's close enough. Let's that's kick, not too far away. Let's kick let's kick out these broke country guys and fucking <laughs> I'm a Tennessee boy. I'll move back. I'll take over. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. <laughs> I learned a few tricks and I'm ready to fucking shine. <laughs> I changed the game. I was gonna say you'll be you'll be there a couple of days, won't you? Or are you oh, just gonna yeah. be there for the day? Well, uh, well, I'll I'll be there for the day as everyone's loading up, but then um, we're all heading out to Chicago, and then um, the other dates following it. Yeah, because I've only been there like I don't visit Nashville a lot. I've only and anytime I do go visit, I'm staying at my friends in Murfreesboro, which is like 30 minutes south of Nashville. Because if you go to like Music Row on Nashville, it's like going if you're walk you're walking past 20 tin roofs. Oh wow! But it's all decked out with cowboy boots and cowboy hats. That's the only difference. Everybody's playing the same shit. <laughs> Like that you would hear in Tin Roof, but it's until you get to like Printer's Alley and like your uh, your little Five Points areas of you know sketchy Nashville got where you start it. hearing some good shit. Yeah, that makes sense. But there's like some honky tonks and stuff on uh you know quote unquote honky tonks on Music Row where they're playing you know Merle Haggard and stuff like that, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're walking around doing stuff like that, or if, you know Tuck knows any places to go hear some live music and stuff yeah. like that, I'm sure he knows all the spots at this point. Yeah, I mean I don't know what the full itinerary on that's going to be because. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really discuss it earlier. I'm doing social media stuff for Tuck now, and yeah, we're fl- I'm flying out to Nashville on the 1st, 
And I'm either, I forget who I'm staying with. I'm either staying with uh, Nigel or um, Ricky, whoever's out there. Um, and we're either leaving that night to head to Chicago or we're leaving early the next morning okay. to head out. So that that's basically the only reason I'm even going over there is that's just everyone's meetup point for us all to load up in the van and then head on out. I was going to say, I can't wait for like the band to get the Nashville experience, even if it's just we're playing some little like 200 cap room or something oh, like yeah. that. Where, where was the Tennessee date we played a couple years back? Oh, that was in, was that in, Knox- that was Knoxville. in Knoxville. Knoxville, yeah. yeah. That was still a fun date, though. That, that that was a surprisingly fun show. Like, we went into yeah. it kind of going like, okay, yeah, this is what it's going to be. It's an in-between show. It's, it's a show to say we did it. Yeah. But then it's like midway through, was like, oh, well, this was, this was actually kind of fun. There was a decent amount of people here. They liked it, and we're hanging out with some new folks after the show. Sweet. It was all my college <laughs> friends and, like, the bands they were in. Yeah, I mean, but still, it was, they enjoyed it, and it was like, fucking sweet. We got some folks to hang out with, too. I dig this. Knoxville was always a weird territory for, like, hard rock in general. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, your Jason Isbells and uh, your country rock, uh, your our alternative country, was right, that was the right. hotbed for that kind of thing, and with uh, hard rock in general, like even when Biters came to play Knoxville, they would play at they played at that pizzeria that we uh, hung out in before mm-hmm. the show, and that was the only place they could get at the time. And you know, any Knoxville band that goes through usually plays at a little strip mall joint or like some little like hole in the wall joint that you know, it's just a bad town for rock. It's like the long point. That's what I guess that's the point I've been trying to make this entire time about my college radio experience. You know, coming in being a Stooges fan and a classic seventies hard rock fan in general, it's just like Knoxville is just not the right town for that kind of thing. I don't know why. Maybe it's the culture. Maybe it's you know the, well, I mean, the it, roots of it or whatever. I mean, I would say I, I I can absolutely relate. I mean, again, it's something that Eric is probably aware of too. Roanoke, Virginia is probably the same way. I mean, they they love their heavy metal, they love their punk rock, but when it comes to like classic rock and roll, I mean, you can find some people, but it's like that's not the predominant thing out there. And it's like you 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 mentioned you know half of the bands we like, and they'd be like, uh huh, what? You know, mm-hmm. and so it's like I, I honestly do think it is just areas. I mean, hell, even in Charlotte, you struggle a little bit to find actual classic rock fans. Oh, dude, we make the joke all the time about like, uh, oh, uh, bands are uh, you know, touring's happening again. People are uh, skipping out on Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like even like the folks here in town, you know, outside of you know our close friends, like people like you know Mike Phillips and you know all the Jeff Sweeno and Russ, you know, shit like that. Of course, they know their classic rock and they like it, but it's like. A lot of people here in town are aware of it or know the names, but it's like they're not fans Mm -hmm. of it. And and I think it's just it's hard to find that sort of shit just anywhere these days. And I think that's just also why we were so impressed with like those pockets in Nashville and Atlanta and Chicago and, you know, like the wildlife folks in New York. It's like it was it was just surprising to be like, ooh. There are little pockets of this everywhere. We just have to find it. It's just not in our backyard. And people just got to like promote and find where the money is in these pockets to help out these bands and things like that. Yeah, I mean, but that, but that I feel like that just falls back down to the argument of what killed the music industry. It was us. It wasn't Spotify. It was us, the fans. So it's like I also think that falls back on us to help mm-hmm. support these bands and lift them back up because. I I feel like we've seen from firsthand experiences, you know, major labels don't give a shit. No. You know, so it's like, and they'll, they'll do anything to postpone and, you know, just do to what they're going to do. So it's like, you know, we got, it's all indie all the way. So we're not going to hear any of this on the major radio stations. This isn't going to be pushed by anything big. We got to bring it up. 
Exactly. That's why we have this podcast. That's <laughs> why so we have this podcast. That's why there's the Gabba Gabba Huh podcast. That's where all that good shit. And so we're, we're at least trying to do something with it all. Yeah. I kind of like how like uh, people are kind of taking in their own hands as far as, you know, getting this stuff out there through podcasts, whether it's us or Danko Jones or mm-hmm. like uh, just little you know, little communities here and there. That's what these little uh, territories need to do. Just have their own little indie radio setups to uh, push this kind of thing. I know uh, Real Punk Radio plays this kind of stuff a mm-hmm, lot, and they're mm-hmm. based out of New York. Yeah, um, so and also I think it's just also hard to get people to listen to that sort of thing. So, like, think about it. So, you've got one of those independent, like, online radio stations, okay? So, in order to listen to it, what do you have to do? Well, you go to the website and press play. Okay, yeah. well, if you navigate away from the browser, it stops playing. Yeah. So and you ha- so you also have to maybe go, okay, well, maybe someone has a dedicated computer at home. I know. It well, th- maybe over the last five or so years, a lot less people are having computers at home and shit like that. It's their phone is their main computer and shit like that. So if it's not on a main radio station, if it's not on something easily listened to, mm-hmm. it's still really hard to kind of get out there and do that promotion. So it's like as much as we do enjoy and promote you know and support these kind of people doing these indie radio stations when it comes down to it it's still not reaching that kind of audience except for that niche music loving audience that's going to go okay well i'm gonna find any way shape or form i can just to listen to this show that's always been such an an odd format to me the online independent radio thing it's like right. it's still radio but although but yeah all of those points that you just said you know who the, who is consciously going out of their way to you know subscribe to this one specific online radio station mm-hmm. since they love that so much when they can just find everything uh, on Spotify and that's why they have to put these playlists up mm-hmm. just be like hey you like uh, what we're doing here's a list of bands and, and everything and it's too. like and there are apps that'll do like live radio like iHeartRadio app you yeah know, you can listen to local radio stations through the iHeartRadio app and you know, like, instead of you know having like a radio receiver in your car you just use the app instead so that is available but a lot of these online radio stations aren't part of iHeartRadio no. or anything like that so they can't get in and like be part of the radio station network so that would even be easier for them to be like listen to us on iHeartRadio listen to us in the app it's the same app you listen to your local radio stations on on your phone it's, mm-hmm. you just here type in this name you'll find See, it See, TuneIn was like one of the major tune ones in for is another online one. yep 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 TuneIn does the same thing so maybe TuneIn's a little easier to get into I don't know I'm semi speaking out of my ass I've not really done any sort of online radio research. See, TuneIn was the one I would always uh, listen to whenever I would want to listen to, you know, uh, WTK stuff from here or something like that, or uh, a football game that yep. was being called through Knoxville or whatever, and you couldn't get the FM signal. Yep, exactly. So I, I feel like if they were able to do that, that would be more viable, but then you run into the issue of a lot of these stations are playing music that will be grabbed by Grace Note. Yeah. And Grace Note will hit you for copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like the only radio thing that helps get anybody over these days is serious. Yeah, yeah. But even then, it's like, how many people can you think of really listen to Sirius? Like, like I, I can think of one. Yeah, that you know personally. Yeah, I can probably count on one hand. I, I, the only person I know is Tony. Tony listens to Sirius XM a lot in his car. Yeah, but, but it's but I asked him and he was like, "Oh, it's because I had the dis- subscription and forgot to cancel it. And now I'm just used to it." It's kind of how uh, my, that's kind of how my parents are with it. Mm-hmm. They listen to the same shit or whatever. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like, don't you listen to the same shit on FM? It's the exact same songs. You listen to the same '70s rock, you know, uh, yacht rock bullshit that we listen to every <laughs> Christmas. It's the same stuff they play on 
cool 103 that it is on uh, 70s on 7. Yeah, and I asked him, because I, I actually asked Tony, I was like, so why do you like Sirius? He's like, well, you know, there's like really intricate, you know, like specific uh, radio stations. Like there's specific 70s stations and, you know, uh, there's like Elvis. It's like there's an Elvis station. Yeah. I was like, okay. So what's the difference between going to the Elvis station versus going to Spotify and hitting shuffle all? Yeah, exactly. And then just hitting next until because that's essentially what that they're doing. He's like, well, they're playing deep cuts. I was like, well, you can hit the deep cuts if you hit shuffle all. It's like I've got <laughs> at least eighty Little Stevens underground fucking artists, you know, with like three hours each of you know, not really yeah. like all that stuff, but you know what I mean. It's like I have eighty you know playlists that are at least three hours long that I could fill like a serious you know playlist off of like bands that nobody's heard of plus bands people have heard of but point being that you know we can do this ourselves on our own time and and what he said though which is the one point i couldn't argue which is he goes yeah but i'm not in control of it and i went okay i kind of get that you're kind of just you're just pressing the button and allowing whatever you know online dj or algorithm rock out the stuff and then he goes so like even on the elvis station they'll play like five songs and then he'll cut away and have like maybe a segment of an interview or a fun fact about a song and yeah. then it'll roll back into another. So he's like, you really don't get that on like a big playlist. So I see that sort of thing. And then the only other aspect I see that Sirius has that is a plus, but still not enough of a plus for me to like subscribe to it at like 10 bucks a month, even something like that is the independent radio shows like the Jonesy's jukebox or like Ozzy's boneyard or when Maki Wamon yeah. had his own fucking show as, as much as I get annoyed by him, I'd still listen to the show. I don't care. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah. So that's another benefit is that the cool legendary rockers will hop on and have like their own radio shows. But really, outside of that, it's like that gets eventually re-uploaded on YouTube. Yeah. Bring it, bring, it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, listen to sixty-year-old Howard Stern not be gross anymore? Again, it gets all re-uploaded to YouTube. Exactly. Anything I'm semi-curious on, they'll fucking upload it there. Any of the band performances get uploaded because they video it. So fuck it. Yeah. As far as so from like a music standpoint, you know, Sirius is. I'm not that interested in hearing Eddie Trunk every day. I know it. Well, he even he understands that he has to do podcasts and shit like that now these days yeah be- he, he backlogs them now as a podcast uh-huh because he knows he knows the game you know, not everybody's gonna get serious he knows like guys like me aren't gonna subscribe to serious no and all that shit gets loaded uploaded to youtube anyway too yeah that's why i have a youtube premium account cut out the ads and i'll just fucking listen all day <laughs> that's one of those guys like you know in the radio business like he understands all the angles and i like, knew how to take care of shit as far from a professional standpoint he gets on my nerves every so often though uh, about what just him getting like super you know nerdy about shit or super (laughs) passionate about backing tracks (laughs) well here's here's my thing though is like he's already made the statement that he doesn't like tommy thayer and eric singer i get it he has to do it every time every time (laughs) like he he can't have a new constructive argument it always leans on that it's always Paul's backing tracks, yada, yada, yada. And he's wearing the fucking makeup. 
open. I'm like, stop, stop. You've already made yelling. that point. <laughs> he does. And I'm like, you've already made that point. Stick with your main point because people are not, they're discrediting you because you're bringing up something that the majority of the fan base has either accepted, ignored, or moved on from. So it's like, you got to quit harping on that one and stay focused. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's been an issue for 20 years. I don't even want to bring it up anymore, you know? No, it's, it's a non-starter. It's not going to change. No one's getting swapped out. Either people have accepted it, moved on, or ignored it. And I'm in the ignore category. <laughs> I love his call-in moments. It's just it's always just like, Hey, Eddie, I love the show. Why doesn't wife tour the states anymore? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm not their fucking manager. Next. <laughs> That's what I love about Eddie, too. He's just, he blatantly says, because there are no huge offers for Wasp in the States. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, do you have anything else you need to promote, man? Because we, so far, we filled up this episode. As far as, like, my promotion or anything like that, I don't have anything on my end. So uh, I was going to say, you got fan-damly things. Fan-damly and... things. I, t- I did a double gig uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm, I played mm-hmm. with a friend of mine named Reed Ferguson. Oh, there, there's a little promo. Check out Reed Ferguson stuff. All right, yeah. He's got he's got through he's got uh, two songs out on Spotify right now. And if you like guys like Drive By Truckers and um, Jason Isbell and like a lot of the alt the alt I hate the term alternative country the the country rock stuff that's been coming out in the last uh, you know ten years or so you'll yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. He's a storyteller. So you end up doing a gig with him. Yeah, him and. Uh, and the uh, band that followed up named Cordy Lynn and Quinn is a married uh, married uh, gay couple that uh, write kind of like Fleetwood Mac type, uh, type music. Nice. And uh, the band that I play with is the same band I played with when I was doing country music with Kelsey Ryan, too. So that was kind of fun to, you know, jam with again. Hell yeah. So uh, just kind of doing the hired gun thing here and there, uh, figuring out uh, how many bands I need. <laughs> Think about full time bands. Is that when the booking starts getting little, uh, you get crazy. It's like, all right, I can, I'm good for one-offs here and there with uh, some of these guys. I think about the rock and roll. The, I love the rock and roll stuff. So that's my full-time gig, the rock and roll thing. I'm good for like, you know, one-offs here and there with like your cover sets and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, because as soon as we start getting the green light to be able to start booking, I filled us up. Uh-huh. I was like, cool, we can play? Sweet. Exactly. Yeah, and, and because we... And I even sent that one like warning message to the group i was like your boy's about to start booking send me your no-go dates now (laughs) and and even like if you're like your uh your schedules are lined up and you got your shit together it's still a lot to you know jump from one thing to another and just kind of do that shift it's Mm -hmm. like oh i got to play guitar now and things like that so i'm getting better i'm getting better at it but there was a time there where it was getting a little bit overwhelming and, but, but then once fun. you pushed past it exactly. and realized you could do it, you're like, okay, what's the next thing I can do then? It's, it's like a, you realized it didn't kill you, and you did it, and you're like, okay, good, I can do that again, slash what's next. It's a hump that you just get over as a performer and shit like that. Absolutely. No, I mean, hell, we've talked about it before. That's exactly what we did on the show. It's like once I got into my editing rhythm for one show, I was like, okay, I could probably put another show on top of this now. And this, I got the editing rhythm down on that. And it's like, I've slowly been refining it. And then with this new computer, I'm thinking I can even cut down a lot more of my editing time. So I'm just kind of looking at it, kind of going like, as soon as I just get to that point where I'm feeling more comfortable in the flow, it's okay. What else can I do to add to this? That'll be beneficial. It's that whole thing of put your 10,000 hours in. It's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And speaking of like fan damn and stuff like that, 
Got a new single out through them now, too. Sunshine Hideaway that I played electric guitar on. Yes, you do. So, Available on the iTunes and the Spotify's and the Amazons and all that good shit. Everywhere. I, everywhere. I made a playlist on Spotify that has, like, probably an hour's worth of stuff, you know, that I've, like, played on with, like, us and, like, you know, singers over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you're curious enough, it's just called Cap Studio Work. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think you can find it just on a general Spotify search, too. Yeah. Got a couple things. Uh, I think uh, Dirt Preachers might be needing some extra slide work. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Well, actually, we'll just go ahead and hop on into uh, asking Hank Hill what the hell we've been listening to and talk about just some random little offshoots, because we've had a bunch of shit coming on out this past month or so. We haven't been doing episodes. Absolutely. So, what the hell have we been listening to? <laughs> What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Well, hell, I'll go ahead and kick it off this time around while you're getting it pulled up. I just want to go ahead and throw a quick shout out to Satanic Panic. Uh, Hell yeah. They released, they finally got that new song uh, out digitally. They had it out on their band camp for a few days. It's kind of like a teaser. But then uh, the new song, The Ripper, truly a ripper, is out available mm-hmm. everywhere, uh, which this might, that actually might be, actually, no, fuck it, it's going to be the film. I was going to say. So I was, <laughs> was going to say, sorry, Satanic Panic, you'll get it next week. It was, it's us this week, goddammit. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get Brad back on an episode and talk all things Satanic Panic at some point. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, they've got a new song out, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, Dirt Preachers have their uh, debut track out, Cyberdelics. Yep. Definitely check that one out. And what I've on, and oh yeah, and one last just release uh the rambler mfep is finally available everywhere i got that uh at last time we were in atlanta so i got to hear these before it got you know dropped on spotify yes you did yeah when we ran down to go see tuck uh, rambler was opening up and yeah that's when you grabbed that one and and honestly from my what have you been listening to it was uh when tuck posted that show with uh starbenders that's coming up in Mm -hmm. nashville july 16th i got super excited for it but then i remembered july 16th rim rocks 2021 i was like fuck i can't make it to that one i am so fucking upset (laughs) it really was one of those no (laughs) i have too many good opportunities and i've already subscribed to one that's going to be a lot of fun but this one's also going to be a lot of fun Ah! that's when you do the nashville thing when a big show like that that he's on comes up again yeah yeah no trust me i i ran through the whole thing of how could i work out both and there was just no way time wise i even could so but because of that i wound up listening to a love potion again but specifically the deluxe version uh because it's got a song on there called true love that wasn't on the uh main release and it's just it's fucking great it just it kind of wraps in everything they do because they're, they're a little pop punk they're a little new wave they're a little singer songwriter and it's like that song really kind of encapsulated all of it like there was like hard rock moments but then there's like cool little wave like you know uh atmospheric new wave moments it's it's just a fucking great tune those little bonus tra- the bonus tracks they put on are like usually like fuck stellar oh it's yeah it's like that's a bonus track yeah yeah so that, that's why i was annoyed by that one but yeah so true love check that one out specifically and all the other love toward rambler and cyberdelics for the dirt preachers and all yes. that good shit shout out to tyler shout out to joey o'brien he was satanic super- panic and all that good shit. brad rovers y'all are the best yes sir well cap what the hell have you been listening to i've been uh, digging this uh 
uh, album from the girls that just came out not too long ago. It's called Arm to the Teeth, and Dan Dixon produced this record too. Hey. They kind of have like a. Uh, I think they're based out of they're e- based out of either Wilmington or Winston Salem, but they're Carolina group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they've got a show coming up at the Milestone too. They do, and we'll be playing with them Friday night at that Friday night at Rim Rocks. That's right, because uh, Fillins are playing Friday, Super Jets playing Saturday. Hell yeah! So I'm looking forward to seeing this band a lot because they have a they kind of have that vines thing going on especially with uh the track too much time it's like yeah i checked that one out when you posted it in the discord yeah in the description so yeah there you go so there's a fun little it's a fun little rock and roll album you know big guitar tones kind of has you know uh just got classic rock and roll sounding with a punk attitude and it's i think it's a four piece a guitar player bass player drummer keyboard player nice so i look forward to seeing them and uh guys definitely check out their record it's gonna be uh killer rim rocks this year oh I'm yeah i'm excited and i'm actually really glad to know that uh i already knew but just kind of in general glad to know that uh the girls are pretty local because i'd like to do a bunch of shows with them i think will fit very I, nicely oh totally yeah so again check out wild ride at the end of this episode and if you dig it share it around on spotify we push spotify we love spotify we don't hate it a lot of bands hate it we like it so push it around listen to it on there show us some love and all that good shit we got more shit coming we got a bunch of shows coming up check it out thefillins.com all the good stuff's in the bio and seriously sign up for the discord it's a great way to stay in contact with everyone because facebook algorithms are shitty uh instagram algorithms change every fucking day and it's just a great way to stay in contact with everyone without any sort of fucking you know zuckerberg breathing down your neck that's <laughs> what everyone, that's, that's that's what everyone complains about right it's all his fault isn't it yeah he's right he's right behind me right yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, he at sees all, times, all at all times lizard man lizard man yeah no no lizard man in this chat y'all look at these fucking aliens bro <laughs> <laughs> well it's been another great episode of something good for you cap do you have an outro for us i do have an outro for it. it's a little bit somber but i gotta say it on the show just because we haven't brought it up yet this dedicated this episode which is dedicated to the love and memory of one zach patterson absolutely
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.